0: Now, fight back with Libby Snymer on Zuber Radio with guest host Jane Brown.
1: The phones are ringing already. You've heard the story. Now it's time to weigh in with your opinion. The mayor and city councillors of Victoria, B.C. have decided to remove the statue of Canada's first prime minister, Sir John A. Macdonald, from the entrance of Victoria's city hall. That city's mayor, Lisa Helps, says the decision was made because of the involvement by Canada's first prime minister in designing the residential school system, which removed Indigenous children from their families. HELP says the city does not propose erasing history, but rather taking time to tell that chapter of Canadian history in a thoughtful way. Is this how we reconcile a complex, sometimes violent, and difficult past? Give us a call with your thoughts. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Joining us to discuss this issue is Dr. Christopher Dummett, history professor at Trent University and an historian of culture and politics and Grand Chief of the Association of Irrigation, Iroquois, and Allied Indians, Joel Abram. Welcome to you both. Thank
2: you. Thank you.
1: Chief, let's get your reaction to this idea first. Go ahead. Chief, Joel Abram, can you give us your reaction to the... Yes.
2: yes. I think it's generally a positive move, and uh, I think the more important thing is that uh, people are actually having the uh, conversation about this other side of history that uh, no one is really taught about and so you know I'm generally in in, in favor of these types of things and uh, being at the First Nations Canada is their homeland basically and it's somewhat akin to you know in Israel I'm I'm pretty sure you're not going to see any Hitler statues so, I kind of uh, I look at it that way. You know, he But is, is
1: that fair to compare thing. Sir Johnny MacDonald to uh, well, th- the <laughs> worst despot ever to have lived, basically?
2: If, if you read the Truth and Reconciliation Report, it does say that, um, you know, what was done in residential schools, and he was an architect of the residential school system, mm-hmm. that uh, that it does qualify as genocide. So, yes, there is uh, somewhat of a linkage there.
1: Uh, Christopher, uh, Dr. Dummett, can I call you Christopher? Sure.
3: Uh, sure, absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
1: you say this is a well-intentioned, bad idea. Tell us why.
3: Uh, that's right. I mean, I think the, the idea is to, to foster reconciliation today, and so I think that, that seems to, to me to make sense. Uh, I mean, I would think smarter moves to do that would be to ensure that all, uh, uh, you know, all, all 4 people across the country had clean drinking water. That would seem to be quite a smart move to do with reconciliation. This is, uh, uh, you know, I think this is a, a zero-sum game. Basically, you t- to take down one historical, uh, you know, hero or founder in, in, in place of something else. A much smarter political move would be to, to, you know, foster an awareness of indigenous culture, indigenous history, and that that's a good part of reconcilia- reconciliation. This is just to, to foster, you know, divisions between people. So I actually disagree with the great chief. I, I don't think these conversations are are useful. In fact I think that you know I, I think these things are being taught in schools. We are we do teach do teach this aspect of Johnny McDonald in schools and that taking down statues only divides Canadians in the in really the worst possible way.
1: Grand Chief your reaction to the historian's comment there?
2: Well I think the uh, good things he mentioned with reconciliation are things that ought to have been done um throughout time anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: the fact that they weren't speaks to that time period, you know, going back from John A McDonald, you know, people say, well everybody thought that way. So, you know, that is true that, uh, you know, most of their, you know, history is filled with racists back, back in that time, yes. time frame. And, uh, so I I think, uh, justifying it that way is, uh, one thing, but, um, uh, you know, we statues are honoring people that did a lot of good things and he did do, you know, so that's kind of a thing. He did good things and he did a lot of bad things too. But, um, uh, as far as, um, Having that in curriculum, I don't remember hearing that. At least when I was going to school, and maybe it's different sure. now, which is a good thing. Um, so when when I like uh, when I when I went to school, uh, history started out with Descartes and Champlain, and and uh, history about First Nations were very minimal. So mm-hmm. I think uh, you know that is, you know I agree with parts of what he was saying in in terms of teaching First Nations history and culture. That um, there is a lot of uh, things that we've contributed to society as a whole including about 80% of the vegetables and fruits that uh, are eaten today. And, uh, you know, parts of democracy were taken, the Iroquois, uh, for instance, and uh, used as part of the United States. And uh, there's a lot of evidence to support those kind of things. Um, But when it comes to statues, they're meant to honor people. And maybe, you know, I'm kind of ambivalent about it because I do think you need to have that history there, but maybe the plaques need to also include some of the darker things that he did about starving people, Indians on the plains, you know, about the establishment of residential schools which committed genocide and and those sorts of things. So I, I believe it's important to remember. Uh, otherwise, you're doomed to repeat that history as well.
1: Well, and you bring up a good point, to um, Christopher. In uh, place of this of the statue, which is being taken down, uh, in the entrance of Victoria's City Hall, a plaque is going up. Um, to explain why the statue was taken down and some of the history of the First Nations people in Victoria. So there is, the history is remaining, it's just, it's, it's changing, and we don't have a statue now, now we have a plaque.
3: Well, I mean, it's not really, it's not really remaining, you're taking down one place of honour, and that's, that's why I'm saying it's kind of a zero-sum game, you should leave uh, McDonald's statue up there. A statue isn't really a place, a statue is, I think, like the grantee was saying, it's about uh, honouring someone, And I think we have to recognize that a country is complicated in this large and as diverse as Canada, some people are going to like uh, s- s- some of our historical figures, and some people aren't going to like those historical figures. And I think we're a mature enough, responsible enough country that we can handle, that different people are going to have different takes. Certainly in, in Quebec, they also would have a very different take on Johnny MacDonald. Um, and that's, that's and, and you know, just like we would have a, a different take on R- 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 René Lévesque and you, you go, on, go on in Montreal and drive down R- R- René Lévesque Boulevard, mm-hmm. uh, you know, English names would have a very different take on that. And I think we can, uh, the sign of a you know mature democracy is that we can, Acknowledge that different citizens have different historical figures that they will like and dislike and that we can, you know, acknowledge them and and, and allow... Different citizens to honor different uh, historical figures.
1: Well, it's very difficult to 150 years later to judge Sir John A. Macdonald's actions based on our perspective and our values and morals now, because clearly we would think that he was completely racist, outdated, not worthy of holding public office. But back then, how did he sort of fare in the in the political spectrum, in the social spectrum of that day?
3: Well, I mean, the funny thing is actually when, is because some historians over the last year or two, as this, this has been in the news a lot, have gone back and tried to find you know examples of people criticizing McDonald, and they found them. But the interestingly, what they find is that. You know, he's often criticized for, uh, for example, not, quote unquote, s- s- civilizing the Indians enough, you know, for which, you know, which meant not sending more missionaries, you know, and, and, and you know, doing more to support the residential school system, which we would now judge as, as you know, and I think quite rightly as people taking children from their homes. It's, it's kind of this horrific uh, policy. So, and also, he was, you know, in terms of, you know, the, the history name James Dashick has really been, uh, his book, I think, is, is the one most often cited when people are talking about what John McDonald did. Um, you know, and he finds evidence of the the, the, the Liberal government actually criticizing uh, John McDonald for spending too much money when, when the Plains Indians were, uh, you know, essentially starving mm-hmm. uh, in terms of what, McDonald faced in Parliament, he was being criticized for spending too much money, that this was something that governments were not supposed to do in the 19th century. So it, the past is essentially a fundamentally different world, and, and we need to acknowledge that we can still honour the past, even though if we don't want to uh, re- relive the past and you know embrace those values ourselves today.
1: Well, I think we need to feel some of that pain as well to really understand the history. Grand Chief, if you could uh, sort of um, give us a synopsis of what was going on at that time when Sir Johnny MacDonald was the prime minister and the native people across the country were having their children removed from them. I mean, what I can't even think of a more horrific experience as a parent.
2: Uh, yes, it, it's you know it's something that you have to live through, and that's why I kind of you know uh, maybe it's not the exact comparison, that's why I kind of compared it to. Uh, you know, having a uh, pictures of Hitler or something, somebody like that, or having a statue of Hitler, and and uh, and then having to walk by it every day, and um, you know, and so that can be, you know, it's not a good feeling um, to know that people are honoring this guy that did that to your people. So, because um, First Nations generally, you know, don't, we don't view him in a very positive light. No, and uh, but people just don't don't realize that as much. We well, do nowadays, thanks to this conversation. So, which is a positive thing, I think.
1: Absolutely. Four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Toll-free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Let's see what Zoomer Radio listeners have to say about this idea. Uh, Just to recap, in Victoria, B.C., the mayor and the city councillors are taking down the statue of Sir John A. MacDonald in the entrance to the city hall there um, in an effort to reconcile with Native people who uh, don't see Sir John A. MacDonald as a hero at all. They see him as uh, a leader of the past who uh, basically tore apart families and helped to make that happen. Let's go to Diana in Etobicoke. Hi, Diana, your first stop. Go ahead.
4: My first thought is it, um,
1: Hitler was not
4: a, con- a good comparison at all. Um, let's keep that aside for a second. Taking away our history, our Canadian history, why is it all of a sudden for the last five or six years, everybody wants to take away Canadian history? History is history. That's what happened. We know things weren't perfect when those people were in, when when McConnell was in power or anybody else was was leaving at the time but they also did some very good things and to take it down because somebody is offended give me a break let's work together
1: okay and and, 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 bro- and broaden the history that's what you're saying
4: well broaden our history I'm I, I I'm sorry that things happened. I know of the, the children's abuse uh, for kids being taken out of away from their families I take my dad and I'm very sorry
1: you know what, Yeah, your line is breaking up. I'm going to let you go, Diana, your line is breaking up, but we certainly take your point. Let's go to Anthony in Niagara. Go ahead, Anthony. Hello, how are you? Fine, thanks. What's your opinion on this? Well, uh, I think it should
3: stay up and, uh, yeah, put a plaque beside it and explain. We were going to take it out of here, but uh, we like to leave history the way it is and tell people the good he did. And the baddie did, because if you move something out of there, history is erased. Uh, How can I put it to you? In the U.S., I watch a lot of Fox News, and the same things are happening there. They're erasing history Mm -hmm. of all the colored people, slavery, and everything else. You should have it there so my great-grandchildren one day will go there and see exactly what happened. Am I right?
1: Well, Christopher, and maybe you can comment on this first. Uh, I'll get you both. Thank you, Anthony, for calling in. I, I think it's that whole idea of a statue as being monumental and being something extremely positive and something to revel in and reflect on. It, it's so the connotation or the impression of a statue, I think, is what uh, people have a problem with who are against some of the ideals of Sir Johnny MacDonald.
3: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think there are, you have to recognize that there's there's history, and then there's kind of uh, you know historical memory, right? And so, in, in history, in classrooms, uh, we should be doing, and we are doing, you know, a much more critical, full, you know, full and rounded appreciation of and, and you know c- critique of what the 19th century was, why people in the 19th century thought about race in the way they did, and you know, pr- primitive and civilized peoples. Um, but I think as a nation, we also have to acknowledge that people need to have a sense of a collective identity, which is which is which is broader. Uh, And uh, to take a founding prime minister uh, and to to think that you can't have statues uh, of that founding prime minister around, you can have things named after that. That prime minister uh, is is to really do a damage to Canadians in you know, a sense of, of national identity, and and, we, we, and that's what I'm saying. It's a kind of zero sum game. Do things to also, uh, you know, acknowledge uh, indigenous culture and history, and and have that at the same time. So that Canadian identity now will be much broader and much more inclusive than it was in the past. And we're, e- even as we still in history classrooms, you know, teach a much more thorough and critical right. and understanding uh, sense of who these people were.
1: Grand Chief, do you you get an idea that uh, the curriculum is changing from what we all learned uh in in grade school 40 50 years ago
2: slowly is although in ontario they did cancel the writing sessions to change the uh curriculum in ontario and then when the ford government came in uh to change uh, to add some more of the first nations history in there and uh also take issue with the uh, word uh, you know, primitive and we're being spoken about.
3: Oh, yeah. I I said that because I was saying that's what people thought in the 19th century. I absolutely agree. But we need to understand, you know, why people thought that way, what they were thinking. Yes, yes, I agree with that. Yeah, no, I I agree.
1: Well, let's go to Sandra in Toronto. We'll keep, uh, the phones here are very busy, so we'll keep going to the listeners as well. Sandra, what do you think? Hello, Libby. Thank you for taking my call. It's Jane, but that's fine. Go ahead.
4: (laughs) You both have the same tone of voice. Anyways, I'm in favor of remo- removing the statue. I mean, they've done the same thing on the East Coast. They got rid of Cornwallis. He's the one that initiated the bounty hunting on scalps. Yes. So they're doing the same thing on the West Coast. And also, there seems to be a lot of... Uh, in my opinion, misunderstanding about comparisons. I mean, Saddam Hussein is a contemporary leader. His statue is gone. Mm -hmm. Like, what is the big deal? History is still there. If anything, Saddam Hussein is now infamous rather than famous. So I I would imagine the same thing is going to happen with McDonald's. Also in America, America has been brought up. Columbus Day has been changed in 50 cities throughout uh, America to Indigenous People's Day. I mean, Columbus Day, Columbus is no longer on he was atrocious he raped children he fed uh, he actually hunted males and females and older people with dogs it was a sport I mean the atrocities the horrific history and still we have some people today saying oh I want my grandchildren to see this no that's 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 not right. I mean, we all love our children. doesn't matter what race we are. We all love our children, and we want them to be open-minded, I would hope. So I say I'm in total favor
1: of removing that statue. Well, thank you for your call. I appreciate your perspective, Sandra. Thank Uh, you. Christopher, our uh, historian here, uh, Christopher Dummett, history professor at Trent University. Uh, That idea of taking some of these statues of these controversial figures, in this case, uh, our first Canadian prime minister, and perhaps putting them in a different light, so in a museum or where, you know, it's... the, the statue is is not necessarily seen as positive or negative, but just that this is part of history, and here's what he looked like, and here what here's what he was about, good and bad.
3: Well, I think you can do both those things. I think you can do those things, but I think it would be a real loss if you if you did that. I mean, some of the analogies people are using here are, are really off base to compare John McDonald to Saddam Hussein. Um, uh, so same as he was doing in the 21st century, 20th century, some of the things that John McDonald was doing in the 19th century. But the, the historical context matters profoundly mm-hmm. uh, when you when you take someone out, you know 100 so many years later and and, uh, and 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 approach the world in the same way. I, th- I think the judgment needs to be there in a way that it just isn't with uh, with John Macdonald. And the same thing with with Hitler, the way that the kinds of things that Hitler did. You know, there's differences between genocide and cultural genocide. I think you ought to make a, a distinction between those two things, which the Truth and Reconciliation Commission does. Um, genocide is, you know, the, the, the killing of, of millions and, and, and millions of people. Uh, and Joe McDonald, for all the, the the bad that he did, you know, just did not do that. And, you know, these facts matter uh, and so we, we ought not to get um, you know too to, to worked up in, in, in our desire to, to, to do good things uh, uh, we, we, we ought to be uh, pay attention to the facts themselves
1: now there have been some other similar situations there were discussions by members of the Ontario Teachers Union to remove Sir Johnny McDonald's name from schools in this province and this past May members of the Canadian Historical Association voted to strip McDonald's name from one of the association's top writing prize but I can just imagine, um, and I'll get the Grand Chief to weigh in on this, where does it end? I mean, certainly Sir John A. Macdonald's name is uh, is everywhere in this country. Is it is it something the federal government, in your mind, should take on to a, basically erase or remove his name or his statue? Because we have one here as well at, at Queen's Park.
2: That's a very difficult discussion, you know, to have. And uh, I understand the historical context, like uh, you know, First Nations kid going to a, going to that going to a school bearing his name. You know, he probably doesn't know yet at that point. You know what that name means right. or should mean. And uh, but the parents probably would. And uh, I think uh, they might want to have a different school to go to. It's kind of like. Uh, sending his kid to David Duke Elementary or something like that. And uh, again, it's a bit of a historical context, you know, but still, at the same time, uh, I wouldn't want to send my kid to a a school with his name on it.
1: Let's go to Bob in Etobicoke. Hi, Bob. What do you think about removing the statue of Sir John A.? Uh, I do
5: not agree with it because, one... I don't know whether a survey ever has ever been done to see, because back in the day when they did this, when they made the residential schools, um, nobody has bothered to check to see how did the people who end up were taken from their families during the school years and then sent back to their villages when they finished the school, were they, did they survive or were they in better shape to survive life being uh, have an education of some sort or the ones that stayed in the villages, because we don't know that. Nobody's ever bothered to check that out. But for example, I had to leave home when I was a kid because there was, there was no schools close by, so I had to go and live with my grandmother for kindergarten grade one. But that's the same thing, but I had a place to go. Now, what the government has done is they've done things even worse than that as far as today. There's a couple little villages or towns that I know. One is called Goudreau and the other one is La Kelch. And they're up outside of Wawa area. You cannot move there. Okay? You cannot move there. They won't let you live there anymore. The reason is because they don't want to uh, provide bus transportation for kids if you were to have kids. Is that really right? Like I know people. That's they were where they came from. That's where they were. They were raised. In, okay. in Goudreau, which is it's not much of a town now. But actually, there's gold mines opened up there, and it would be a beautiful place to go. Matter of fact, I tried to buy a property there, and now they said, no, you can't.
1: Okay, you Bob, can't I'm gonna. I'm there. just going to cut you off because okay. we're getting a bit sidetracked okay. here, and you've, uh, you've asked a lot of questions. We also have a lot of you still waiting on the line, and I would encourage you to call tomorrow for Free For All Friday. We can continue having this discussion before we move on to the next segment. But I'd like to get a final word from both the Grand Chief and the History Professor. So, uh, Grand Chief Joel Abram, um, that that question that Bob asked about, how do we know how the children fared in residential schools? Well, we are starting to hear those stories from the adults who, who went through it or heard about it from their parents. So this history is being recorded now, yes?
2: Yes, it is. A lot of it is documented, like I said, in the Truth and Reconciliation Committee. Uh, uh, report. Uh, My own family uh, has gone there. My grandfather went to Shingwauk and Sault Ste. Marie ran away. Uh, So did uh, both of my uncles. Um, You know, everyone knows about uh, being punished for speaking your own language. um, Couldn't practice your own culture, told you're inferior. And again, you know, the principle was to uh, kill the uh, Indian and the child. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, I think... You know that that question just shows the amount of education that still needs to be done.
1: And, and Christopher, Dr. Dummett, um, if we if we broaden our history, if as you're advocating, and we are more inclusive, and we try to find out more about the dynamic of what was happening at the time, I mean that really is looking uh, with a perspective to the full truth, isn't it?
3: Yeah, and I would say the full truth. You know, it's really important to, to put things in context to try to understand. And what, what I worry about things like this, this isn't really about understanding, it's more, it's more about judgment. And I think if you go to the past to try to understand the past, then you, you know, as citizens, as historians, we, 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 we really, you know, have a much better sense of, 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 of our past and where we are as a nation and where we've come from.
1: I thank you both for your time. Thank you. Dr. Christopher Dummett, history professor at Trent University and an historian of culture and politics, and Grand Chief of the Association of Iroquois and Allied Indians, Joel Abram.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.